All right, let's do it. This is episode 22, Phil. Jesus Christ, we made it this far? I know, right? Can you fucking believe God, it? God, I know. We made it this far. Can you fucking I, believe I, it? I can't fucking believe it. This is actually, uh, I kind of wanted to put an intro on this one with the late night jazz. Because this, <laughs> this is the latest episode we've ever done. It's like almost 10, well, it's 9.30 at night, which is, you know, I guess for us old folks is uh, kind of late. Hey! We were just talking about feeling old compared to our 25-year-old co-workers. And 21-year-old co-workers, wow. Yeah, yeah so anyway, <laughs> uh, let's not focus on that so much. It makes me think of uh, the, the the old Krusty specials when he was like talking to Jack Parr. And, and he's whatever. like he's sitting there in black and white smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay, so we got kind of, uh, you know, we our usual randomness this week, I exactly. guess. Exactly. It's our mixed bag. Yeah, yeah, you know, but hey, you people love it. <laughs> don't deny it. You know it. it. Don't, don't. Don't deny it. Yeah. Come on. Why You're asking for it. You were Embrace. dressing like you wanted to. Embrace. Exactly. Let's get some closure on your love for our podcast. No closure, because this is open-ended, <laughs> We're going to just keep on doing this until they make us stop, I think. <laughs> until the internet is destroyed by that thing from the Terminator. Exactly. Skynet will shut us down, but until then, <laughs> we are... <laughs> you have no choice but to listen. Oh, speaking of Skynet, I finally watched uh, Terminator Salvation. Piece of crap, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Little dung heap. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I, I couldn't understand why uh, What's-Her-Name showed up at the end. I was like, did you need the hundred grand they gave you to be in the picture? Helena Bonham Carter. At the end? I thought she was at the beginning. Yeah, she was talking to the guy right at the very beginning. Was she? I thought she was in the computer at the end. Oh, well, she was. Yeah, you're right. She was. She was at the very end. But she was also in the very first scene when they, she's talking to the dude in the jail cell, remember? And she was bald and she had like the thing. And she made him you're sign the right. little release. Yeah. I finally watched it, and I remember talking to you about, like, maybe two or three episodes. I'm like, I tried to watch it. I couldn't. I finally did. There you go. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Sam Worthington, I don't know why he's today's, like, it boy, but uh, he is. Yeah, apparently he's the man. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's in, like, every other major picture. I know, I know. And then, you know, Christian Bale doing sort of the, you know... That faux Batman voice. Yeah, whatever. That was crap. I We didn't talk about that off the air, but... Uh, I so just thought I'd throw it in there. <laughs> I just don't know. I, I uh, what was I going to even say? Uh, that, I mean, the movie's most notable for that breakdown on set. Well, At that the cinematographer. No, it was a lighting guy or no, something. Who was the cinematographer? Okay, well, and, and then and then I, I just the incongruity of actually calling the guy McGee. You gonna do anything about this, McGee? I'm like, Jesus, you can't call him like Patrick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think so. Like? Yeah. But well, and then they had uh, Schwarzenegger's digital face on the the yeah. one Terminator. I'm like, oh. really? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so it's really unfortunate that Schwarzenegger's like last picture. You know, barring the fact that he goes back to making movies when he's no longer governor, was that around the world in 80 days. Yeah. With Jackie Chan. Yeah. yeah. Anything with Jackie Chan is sort of unfortunate, I think. <laughs> I mean, really? Did you know mm. that the new Karate Kid is Will Smith's son and Jackie, Jackie Chan? Chan. Wow. <laughs> I think I just took a big <laughs> steaming dump on the Karate Kid. <laughs> There, Jackie Chan is no Pat Morita, 
And I guess because Jackie Chan is now Japanese, um, they're actually going to be in at least in other uh, parts of the world renaming it the Kung Fu Kid. <laughs> yeah, because and it's you Will can't Smith's learn fucking kid. Karate from a Chinaman. Karate. <laughs> and then the kid, I swear, if they actually decided to have the balls to have the kid say at one point, "I know Kung Fu," I would be like, "I'm all in." <laughs> <laughs> that would just be what, enough. What, his little me. Keanu Reeves moment? Oh, totally, totally. Okay. I saw a picture actually one time uh, with Keanu Reeves like 10 years ago uh, versus Keanu Reeves now, and he looks basically exactly the same. They're like, immortality? No, Keanu Reeves. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, he's just gained about 15 pounds. That's about it. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> Point break. Best director, Yay. Catherine Bigelow. Yay. Yay! Okay, we're way off topic here. Oh, who gives a rat's Oh, yeah, ass. probably not any of our listeners. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to throw this out there on the top of the podcast this time. CanYouFBI at gmail.com. Uh, in case you don't stick around long yeah, enough. In case you, yeah, in case we haven't already <laughs> you get lost bored you. with our 90-minute podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, they're awesome. <laughs> so, anyway... <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go first this, this week. Uh, I finally watched Up. Up? Yes. Uh, Your opinion? Pretty good, but weird. I was like... I, okay, so I've seen most of the Pixar movies. Uh-huh. In fact, I think I've seen all of them, except for... Well, okay, I think I've seen all of them. Um, but uh, weird. Uh, the guy walks around with his house tied to him by a garden hose the whole time, and... Just weird. I was. I, was I, I didn't think it was weird. I thought it was cute. I didn't think it was best picture worthy, and I thought it was actually one of the weaker of the Pixar movies. I did too, actually. I thought I Toy thought, Story and Toy Story Two were both much better. Sure, The Incredibles was better. Nothing. Nothing tops Wall-E for me. That's my absolute all-time favorite. I actually favorite. have not seen Wall-E, so it's like uh, beauty. I have not seen Wally, but I will say this: mm. the dog, yes. Doug, the dog, uh-huh. cracked me up. See, and my favorite part was the bird. Right? No, the dog cracked me up. He's like, "You go now. I will stop these other dogs." And he turns around. He's like, "Stop you dogs!" And they just run over. I don't know. That guy, the Doug, the dog, cracked me up. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's like the first, whatever, 25 minutes is pretty brilliant, you know, with their the their story, the little marriage, then she dies, etc. It's sad. It's pretty beautiful. After they actually wander off in the house to Latin America, it gets a little silly. And then you've got the, the faux Kirk Douglas guy. Right. And you're like, eh, voiced by Chris Plummer. Was like okay. This is like ten other movies. Yeah, and well, and then the old guy who can barely get around in the first part of the movie turns into Indiana Jones. Of course, I was in there watching it, going, you know, come on, this guy could barely get out his front door at the beginning <laughs> of this movie, and now he's jumping off of blimps onto planes, and it's like what? But whatever, it's a cartoon. Why am I analyzing this? Because it's Pixar, and they're supposed to be better. Okay. I can buy that. <laughs> oh, by the way, I saw the... Uh, wow, I'm just going all over the place here. That, do you have anything else to say about Up? 
No, I think I had already given my opinion. Yeah, I think so one. too. And Up was not. I watched it and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought the montage with the marriage and the whole life, or whatever, uh-huh. was 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 really good. I I thought that was really sort of uh, touching in that it felt very heartfelt. Right. You know, but. It, I mean, the rest of the movie, to me, was just kind of odd. It was like, okay, there's a dog that talks, and there's a blimp, and there's this guy that... Oh, and one thing I didn't get was either... One was thing. One thing. Was, okay, how did the bad guy... Uh-huh. How was he still alive when the main character, the old guy, was this ancient guy, and the the bad guy was in easily his 30s when... The main character was like five years old. What the hell was that? He found the fountain of youth Apparently. in Venezuela. Well, damn it, I'm going there. <laughs> oh, shit, I don't want to be. I don't want to live forever. Anyway, I do. Well, you know, it'd be nice to see all the people I hate die. Wow. <laughs> 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 Where's my white cat to be stroking now going, oh, I'm Blofeld. I got a dog oh, or, no. or that, a fat Siamese. Uh, not quite the same. <laughs> Pongo, you shall be missed. Oh. oh, I didn't mean to bring it down. But he was always the one that I could just sit there with. When he'd come over to sit on my lap, I'd be like, yes, I'm Blofeld. <laughs> what do you want? No, Mr. Bond, I want you to die. <laughs> exactly, and Pongo wants some food. Anyway, <laughs> so, okay, sorry. Anyway, I watched, um, what I was going to say for some reason is I watched a trailer for uh, uh, Tron Legacy. Yes. Looks pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it Come does. I, 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 I love that they actually dug up Bruce Boxleitner from some Babylon 5 convention and put him in the movie. Yeah. No, I was like, I, I saw that it was online. I, it said, you know, <laughs> Tron Legacy trailer. And I'm going, oh, Christ. Uh, <laughs> this is going to suck, right? Yeah. But then I was like, I watched the trailer. And I was like, wow. Curious, curious segue. Okay. Curious segue. You mentioned the trailer. Uh-huh. The writer of uh, Tron Legacy. Also, the director of The Vagrant. Wow, that is a good one, because we talked about this before. The Vagrant, man. <laughs> Best cover box ever. Yes. I, when I Hands worked, down. When I worked at the Blockbuster, I couldn't go past that section of the, of the, of the store without giggling. Oh, right. Because it, 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 it says The Vagrant, and there's like, you know, The Vagrant standing in a lighted doorway. And then there's Bill Paxton doing like the Macaulay Culkin thing with both hands to his face and his mouth wide open and yeah. scream. I know. And he it looks, was ridiculous. It was. And you know what? You're exactly right because I worked at the Hollywood video and every single time I'd walk by it, I'd be like, hee hee. You know, I mean, it was like, it was ridiculous. Yes. And um, Bill Paxton, you know, whatever. I don't know. He, <laughs> apparently he had to be in the vagrant and pose with his sort of like... Uh, you know, I always, I always thought of it hey, as like, you gotta suffer for your art, right? That's what they say. If you're Bill Paxton and your art is the vagrant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely have no response to that. <laughs> I think it speaks for itself. I think it does. In fact, you know that the cover art for this particular podcast is going to be the vagrant. <laughs> 
like, I was like, what are you, like a southern, like 65-year-old woman? You know, I don't know. Um, but anyway, yes, I watched The Vagrant this I've week. never seen it. It was uh, interesting, shall we say. And right. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, really? for being a total cheese fest, it's not quite what you expect. The producer is Mel Brooks. Really? So it's kind of like quasi-horror, quasi-comedy. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I see. I thought it was just a really stupid-ass, cheesy horror movie. No, well, yeah, because it was almost always in the horror section. But no, it's, it's horror comedy. And it, it's, it reminded me somewhat stylistically of the Applegates, um, where it was just bizarre. Okay. And, um, and so Bill Paxton is this, you know, mid-level functionary, uh, financial guy, and he buys a house in somewhat of a rough neighborhood, which this vagrant had been using. Right. And, uh, and uh, so the vagrant gets pissed off when he puts locks on the doors and stuff like that. And, it, and he starts going after him. And <laughs> what right do you have to take my squatting territory away? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, the vagrant does bizarre things and kills a few people like his realtor, played by Colleen Camp. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's, I mean, like five minutes into the movie, they're, they're walking through this house. And he's like, well, I don't know, you know, it, it needs a lot of work, blah, blah, blah. And Colleen's like, well, could we talk about something else? And she just, like, starts taking off all her clothes. Nice. <laughs> and he's like, I'll take the house, I'll take the house. Just show me those giant boobs. <laughs> but anyway, it goes on and on. And, you know, the vagrant fil- kills a few people. He's living in his basement. And he didn't sleep. I don't know if he didn't know the basement was there. <laughs> but, but the vagrant was living in his basement behind a few boxes. And, uh, and uh, you know, it just goes on and on. The vagrant's pretty funny. And, uh... I don't know. See it. Give it a whirl. It's yeah. hard to describe. Yeah, it sounds like it. And normally, Phil, you're very uh, verbose and or uh, persuasive <laughs> when it comes to this. But you sound like you're not quite sure how to describe the vagrant. It's it's an odd one. You know, I mean, there, there are many times in the movie where the vagrant simply appears. And like, you know, I mean, he has like one eye and <laughs> all this freakish hair and like food dripping out of his beard. And he just goes, rah, 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 rah. turns out to be a doctor who was doing an experiment on paranoia on Bill Paxton. Oh, come on. You can do better than that. It's just a vagrant. It's crazy. It you know? works better in the movie than it sounds out here. But, <laughs> I hope so. But, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. I, I can't say anything but, like, I enjoyed that an hour and a half. Okay, well, then I'll check it out. I really will. Um, but, you know, I, I just... I, one of the things I always remember about working at Hollywood Video is just seeing Bill Paxton looking like some southern woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Well, and of course, right next door was The Vamp with Grace, ne- with Grace Jones. Ex- oh. With like swirly colors and her with that. Anyway. You hoof. Grace Jones, <laughs> man. Hey, you gotta love Mayday, man. Or uh, what's her name? Um, uh. <laughs> That's my dog if he's making it onto the podcast. Um, what was her? What was Grace Jones in? Um, in uh, what? 
Conan the Destroyer. No, Strange <laughs> from, uh, from Boomerang. Sting so good. <laughs> Strange. Anyway. Anyway, your dog is freaking I never, out. Dude. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with no, him. No, he's um, fine. I know what he is. Know what he's doing. He um, wants me to his ears. What? Anyway. What was I going to say? Boomerang. I hate that. I, I, I really, it was overly long and uh, boring. I, there were like five minutes here and there of funny stuff, and the rest of it was boring. Well, but the thing was is that that was that phase that Eddie Murphy got into where he thought that sort of he was like the man. Well, and no, he, I've read about that that kind of late 90s phase for him. And he said, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but Paramount was just throwing money at me left and right, so I made whatever they threw at me. Really? Like, like Boomerang and... Um, Brooklyn va- Vampire Brooklyn. Brooklyn and all that stuff. I mean, Paramount was just throwing him money. Well, but see, the thing is, is in Boomerang, they tried to make him into the, like this Mr. Player guy, yeah. like you know. And I'm like, that's not Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is well, that's who Eddie Bowie, you know. <laughs> that's who Eddie Murphy wants to be. Well, sure, but no, I mean, uh, what's the cardinal rule? If you want to be funny, don't work with kids or animals, and that's all he does anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, because he became a comedian uh, for kids. But where did that come from? Because he was so not the comedian for kids. Well, yeah, but people got sick of his shtick when the 80s ended. I guess. Yeah, but, I mean, if you if you go back and watch Raw or Delirious, yeah. those are still really funny. Sure. But Metro, say, is not. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> and Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2 are both very good. Beverly Hills 3 is not. Not. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much. And then like 48 hours. Funny. 48 hours too. Not so much. Not so much. (laughs) I mean the guy just went downhill after a point. And then the only thing that rested him was making kids movies. Like The Nutty Professor. Well The the Nutty Professor. Dr. Doolittle. The Nutty Professor, the first one, was actually semi-funny. Well sure. But... I, uh, I don't know. It's like Eddie Murphy. I, I look at him and I go, you know, he was so funny. Uh-huh. He was so funny on Saturday Night Live, in Delirious, Raw, whatever. And I was just like trading, trading places, come oh. to America. You know, exactly. The, These movies the are like iconic. To, the early to mid eighties were his, but I think once he hit like the Golden Child, it was all downhill. I love the Golden Child. That's unfortunate for you. You know why, though? That says something about you. You know why, though? (laughs) Because his last name is the same as mine. Figure it out, people! Or just watch Superman. (laughs) Okay, it took me a second to get back. The gears are turning. No, no, no. no. Actually, his his last name is literally exactly the same as mine in The Golden Child. So, all you stalkers out there... Take note, watch The Golden Child. <laughs> and your name is Murphy. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm a black guy in New York, or in L.A., with the Shaka Zulu hat thing going, and exactly. whatever. Okay. Right. That's totally what I am. Of course. <laughs> That's what you look like sitting next to me. I know, right? I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm waving my uh, spear around. and oh, oh. It's getting all racial up in this piece. Better open the window. Like the source of course in here. 
One Please the, tell us where those lines were. That can be our trivia that question. That would be a trivia week. question. Send us... Okay, if you know where those lines come from, send us an email, canyoufbi@gmail.com, and you will win a fabulous, fabulous prize, I promise. Um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, oh, getting all racial up in this piece. Better open the window. It's like the source, source of words in here. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay, so... Um, Quickly Down Under. Yes. We're talking about that. I, I, I saw it for the first time. I, I uh, Mostly because I knew it was one of Amos's like favorite childhood movies. Oh, I love and that And I kept movie. watching it going, why? What? Are you serious? <laughs> it was not so great. Are you serious? Come on, crazy Cora. The title makes it sound like, uh, as, as the disembodied uh, pointed out, the title makes it sound like a sequel to nothing. Quigley what? Down Under. Oh, so there was like Quigley and then there's Quigley Down Under? Yes, doesn't it? It sounds like that. I don't know. I guess. Alan Rickman was like Mr. Rote Bad Guy. Well, but the, see, that was just after he was, I mean, that I was know, just after Robin Hood and whatever. I know. He was playing the same guy, basically. Exactly the same person. And some of it just seemed a little too easy. Like, Quigley was just too cool. Are you I mean, kidding it was, me? It was, it's Tom Selleck. There is nobody cooler than <laughs> it's Tom It's Magnum P.I. on Diamond. It's Mr. Baseball. It's Tom Selleck. And Mr. B- Don't you just on Mr. Baseball. <laughs> I will. Damn you, Phil. Damn you, straight. <laughs> what you gonna do <laughs> if I do saw Mr. Baseball? Oh, getting all hood up on me. <laughs> I got my hands going. <laughs> I know, right? My head doing the zigzag. <laughs> wow. It's too bad this isn't a vo- uh, video <laughs> podcast. You wouldn't want to see it, folks. <laughs> so anyway, quickly down under, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I, I think I just gave him, it was a bit too bright and shiny, it was a bit too easy, it was, I don't know, it was a Tom Selleck vehicle long after Tom Selleck's sell date. Well, Tom Selleck apparently is still sellable because he's like got the like highest rated cable series of all time or something now. And I'm not For de- the, you know, I'm 94 de- to 96 crowd. I am not defending Tom Selleck, well, I kind of am, because I like Tom Selleck. But I will I say think this. there are many. I think there are many things to admire Tom Tom Selleck for. I loved Magnum PI. Oh, Magnum PI was, was the best. But I don't know. You know how many A and E westerns can you do before you declare your? I mean, that's you know, it's like Alexander Paul doing <laughs> from Baywatch, doing all these you know Lifetime pictures oh. and thinking she still has a career. Lifetime television for idiots. <laughs> yes, well, that was a joke from what Family Guy? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so anyway, no, I I think that um, what's a, tell me why you love it. <laughs> um, the, uh, yes, I love it because no. Um, sorry, I just got thrown off there. Um, <laughs> so easy. The reason, yeah, I know, I'm easily distracted. I'm like a you know. I'm like a little dog with a bone, and it's like you throw it over there. I'm like, <laughs> where, where'd it go? Squirrel? What? what? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Throwback. Squirrel. Okay. <laughs> anyway, no, um, um, the reason I liked it so much, I think, was because uh, basically it was like, it was sort of a throwback to 
the good guys wear white hats and the bad guys wear black hats kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I thought that Tom Selleck was very, like, charismatic in that movie. Yeah. You know? I, I think maybe that's the problem I had, is it, it was a little... I mean, <clears throat> the best Westerns usually weren't so declarative in their good and bad. You know the yeah. I mean the you know the searchers whatever. Well, you, but you get see, into those areas where the good guys aren't so good and the bad guys aren't so bad. Yeah, but see, here's the thing though, is that when you talk I, about the westerns like that, where okay, originally it was all white hat black hat. Right. Then you get sort of into the like sort of neo western with like Unforgiven and uh-huh. whatever, and then. You get back into it with the black hat, white hat thing. And uh-huh. it's like you have to sort of make a distinction between the old school and the new school. I don't even I, young even young guns. Okay, which was like well, our generation. Th- these movies came out at the same time. Young Guns, uh Unforgiven and Quigley all came out within a few years of each other. Yeah, sure. Because Quigley's okay. like ninety and you uh Unforgiven's like ninety two. Right. And Young Guns, I think, is 90 or 91. Okay. Maybe 89. But um, somewhere in there. So uh, there's a little Western period. And that, to me, I don't know. It was just a little too bad guys bad, good guys good. You know, good guys are going to win. It was, a, it was a little too simple for me from beginning to go. I, with Westerns, and maybe it's because I did grow up with kind of Unforgiven and, and, uh, and, and these other mo- more modern Westerns. Uh, where morality is is what you're talking about. Sure. That this movie was so black and white, it was like, oh, um. yeah. But see, I kind of appreciated that because of the fact that, uh, you know, it was sort of a throwback. You know, it was yeah. like it was sort of like the the Gene Autry kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, we're gonna. This is the good guy, and he's really good, and he's a really cool guy. And then, then this is the bad guy, and he's a really bad guy, and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you like those movies where you can draw that distinction really well, and you go, "Oh, I hate that guy, and I hope he gets you know whatever." <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes I guess, just watching a movie should be like that. You know, it's true. I mean, speaking of neo westerns, I was watching The Quick and the Dead because I bought it on Blu-ray. Quick and the, we've never talked about we've Quick and the Dead. Talking about the Quick. Let's and the Dead. do it <laughs> quickly down under. I will give it a thumbs up. Um, I know that uh, there are more than. There are more than just me when it comes to Quigley Down Under fans. Really? Oh, totally. Your sister? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Me and my sister. We were the ones. We were the audience of that. (laughs) Actually, I know that because I watched that at a family gathering Uh uh, over about... Oh, so it's just a... It's just a... Well, not even my family. Oh, okay. So different family. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> Whatever. I it's don't a know. Tom Selleck thing. It, yeah, dude. You know what? And I'm gonna make a confession. Okay. <laughs> I know you harbor a little secret crush on Tom Selleck. That's not what I was gonna <laughs> say. Jackass. <laughs> what I was gonna it's say the is the Oh, totally. I wish I could do the Tom Selleck mustache. I have like the Mexican style mustache going. I wish I could do the Tom Selleck. No, but um, I actually have the uh, Magnum PI uh, official Hawaiian shirt from Smithsonian.com. I actually bought that. It's hanging in my closet right now. 12? 
No, no, no. It was like <laughs> two years, five ago. years ago. Hey, you made that admission. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is the internet. Everybody can be honest. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. The quick and the dead. Quick and the dead. I love it. it we could do this. This one. This one is going <laughs> to take all night. I, you know, never make those claims because we could just stare. We could at just each like other. be like, oh yeah. <laughs> but I, interestingly enough, uh, I was reading about that movie on IMDb, and I, um, what's her? It's Sharon Stone's project. She wanted to do her western. Yeah. And they and the studio sent her a list and said these these directors are ones we think you can work with on this picture. You know, that might be a good fit. And right. she crossed out all the names and wrote Sam Raimi down and sent it back. She chose Sam Raimi yes. to make a western? Yes. I don't know why. Wow. And I don't think it exactly worked. But <laughs> well, it's weird though because like the the Quick and the Dead is such a like I, it, it's a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. Like, from beginning to end. Yes. I mean, there's the no quirky, doubt. I mean, the quirky camera shit. And, yeah. Woo, 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 all yeah. It's all over the place. All these goofy characterizations on all the bad guys. Yeah, well, see, the funny thing is, though, is that, like, when you said that it was a Sharon Stone, like, project... I'm well, thinking, well, but did she just totally give it up to Sam Raimi, or what? Well, creatively, she trusted him. I don't know if she should, but, um, <laughs> but either I think I think she I think there's one mistake in that movie. The movie I think on its own is pretty is you know if you give it that it's a Sam Raimi western, okay. and you take that and you say it's a Sam Raimi western, that's what I'm going to be watching. <laughs> right. Prepare yourself for it and then watch it. Um, you'll find that really there there's one big problem. What's that? And I don't know if it's because of it was her project, and so she had certain ideas about it beforehand. Okay. But she is the only person in that movie taking it seriously. Oh, totally. Everybody yeah. else is having a great time, and be, and you know Gene Hackman's gnawing all oh the scenery. Oh my god! Gene Hackman is taking big fat giant bites out of the scenery. <laughs> I know. You're not fast enough for me. You're not good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> But then you've got the, the, the counterpoint, today I am. Yeah. And you're just like, Shin, smile. Lighten up. Come on. Just, this is, you're not realizing it, but it's a comedy. Right. <laughs> well, and you know what the thing is, though, too, is that uh, I remember uh, that was the first time that I think I had seen Russell Crowe. Yes. Because we watched that in the theater. Uh, I, I know, I saw it four times, if you can believe it. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I, I'm admitting that now, I saw it four times in the theater of The Quick and the Dead. Yeah, no, I, I remember thinking, this is great, because, like, I didn't even think that Sam Raimi was taking it very seriously. <laughs> no. And Sharon Stone was like, you know, she was the only one that was taking it seriously. And this co- this carries over into sort of what we were talking about before with uh, uh, Basic Instinct 2. Mm-hmm. She was the only one that was taking that seriously. Uh, see, I don't... I, I think I don't agree with that. And I think when we talked about it, I said that then. Um, I thought, whatever his name is, Morrissey or wh- whoever the, the guy's name is. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the main character was taking it really seriously. And she was... She turned it up to 11 on the vamp meter. Sure, sure. I mean, she was all over the place in that yeah. movie. No, I, yeah, I, I can So I think it's that. almost the reverse. That movie yeah. wanted to be more serious. And but she, she didn't. Won- 
She wanted to go full bore. Well, but see, the thing is, too, is it's like uh, with with Quick and the Dead. I mean, me and you have watched that so many times. And it's just so great because it's so weird. And it's such a... It's it's almost like it's not even a Western almost. Yeah. It's like you could take that story and those visuals and you could just change the guy's clothes. <laughs> and you could make it a sci-fi movie. You could make it a horror movie almost. <laughs> Anything you want. And... um. But it's yeah, like, I mean, it's a, if you, it's it's a crossroads for for like late '90s talent, you know. I mean, you you've got Leo before he hit it big. Before he was Leo, exactly. I mean, where he was still in his awkward, weird-looking phase right. with like arms that were six feet long. <laughs> right. <laughs> so okay, you got Leo and you Russell, got Russell Crowe. But uh, it was his first American movie, and See he how? likes to joke about it and say he uh, it was what was it the the. the the quickest, like, dissolution of his morals in film history. <laughs> nice. Because he'd yeah. be like, I'm not going to shoot anybody, I'm not going to shoot anybody. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so then you got Gene Hackman. Uh-huh. You got... Who was um, in, it was like, you know, that was while he was in, That was while he was in about every single movie that came out. And now he just does Oppenheimer commercials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you got... Um, uh, uh, Sharon. Sharon Stone and Keith Ooh. David? Yeah, Keith the, David is in the picture as Keith is David, Lance Henriksen. I always uh, can't remember if it's David Keith or Keith David. But uh, David Keith is the white the white guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, yeah, David Keith. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, racism abounds. It's not racism. It's just confusion. Yes. Um, and then uh, Lance Henriksen with yes. the with the uh, he's Mister Ace with the cards and the whatever. Yes. And then I died off on a skin flint like it was even in the same state. <laughs> right, exactly. And then, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it's really cheesy, guys. Well, I love the fact that like there's a f- and then um, what's the guy the Swedish champion? Goodson. Goodson. He was in a lot of movies at that time. He was. As was the guy who played Scars. He was stinky in um, <laughs> if you remember in Seven. Totally. Okay, never mind. No, I just no. It's funny though. He because, was the FBI agent they met in the. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I mean, it's Pat Hingle. Can Pat you get Hingle, um, the original Alfred, right? Or no, 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 no not he Alfred. Was he was the Commissioner Gordon. He was Commissioner Gordon in the in the first. They made a complete him. fool out of himself in the third, third or fourth one? one. Yeah, where he's like. Yay, Batman! Go! <laughs> I just remember that shot where I was like, wow, Pat, really? I know. I know you're only Pat Hingle, but really? Go, Batman! <laughs> oh, we know too much. I love oh, this, this movie is getting so very, much. Very I read the novelization. Don't ask me why. Really? I don't know why. I, there's always... I was right in the middle of my like obsessive, compulsive Sharon Stone thing. And this movie just clicked for me. Well, I will say this. For the the sort of mood it tries to create, yeah. it just goes all out. And Sam Raimi did not fuck <laughs> around when it came to that. When it came to... Gary okay. Sinise is in it, too. I always forget That's that. That's right! But it's unfortunately the worst point in the movie. Where, his, <laughs> where Sharon Stone as a little girl shoots him in the head... Yes, I remember seeing in that in theater and gales of laughter. 
Yeah, it was supposed to be um, like tragic, emotional moment, and people just yeah work. thought that it was hilarious. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so and they know, saved it till the end, so it ruins the climax of the movie. Well, oh, and the well. thing is too is it's like okay, uh, Gene Hackman gets shot through the heart. He looks down, it's so and there's so like a ray of sunshine coming through yep. him. I'm like, really? I mean, it's always that way. There, I mean, there's so many like weird flourishes. You know, she throws the the sheriff star at him, and it lands right at his feet. Then she shoots him, and he flips over backward like four times, and he lands still with it at his feet. I so know. I mean, there's yeah. some definite stylistic. Sam flourishes. Raimi, you know, decided that that at that point he was just gonna. Just be Sam Raimi. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? I think, honestly, that may be the last true Sam Raimi picture. I think you may be right, actually. Because after that, it, it's, it, that was when he started doing For the Love of the Game and shit Well, like and that. he did what? Did he do a simple plan? Was that him? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, you're right. That may have been the last true Sam Raimi picture. Because Until even though... Until what? Drag me to hell. Yeah, but even that was not quite as over the top as uh, Quick and the Dead. You're right. And uh, Spider-Man, you know, all the Spider-Man movies, he, he was sort of, he was taking that and sort of mixing it with his own thing. But certainly it was tame. Sure. Compared to Army of Darkness, Quick and the Dead. Oh, thing. sure. Give me some sugar, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but so anyway. <laughs> okay, so um, quick in the dead. If you can stand the cheese, it gets no, two totally. You know giant what? thumbs up. Yeah, I. You know what? I think I'm going to go home and download that movie and watch it tonight. To be honest <laughs> with you, because and the thing is too is it's like uh, the one thing I really when we were talking about nobody taking it seriously, uh-huh. I think that uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was sort of on the fence in that movie about taking it seriously and not. Yeah. Well, he's definitely got a characterization, and a, and it's a little hokey, but there are times when he plays it for serious. So it, yeah. it, it wanders back and forth. Well, and you know what the funny thing is, though, is that I remember thinking when I saw that, remember what the, the scene where he supposedly, they had gotten all drunk, and him and Sharon Stone had, like, woke up together. But you see whatever. Yes. Right. Of course, but um, I got the impression from that scene that Leonardo DiCaprio actually wanted to bone Sharon Stone, <laughs> and he was like, uh, so, uh, you know, hey, you know, and it was all on film, and I was like, that's awesome, you want to get with her, dude, come on, she's like, at that Tw-. time, everybody did, well, d- She's, Duh. I mean, you know, I mean, it became a joke in Scream. She's no Sharon Stone. <laughs> She's no Sharon Stone, man. But no, but, I, I, can you, do you, I mean, do you, did you get I, that? I get it. Where yeah, he like exactly sort of wanted, wanted to be like, hey, you know, this may be <laughs> on film, wrong. but hey, you want know, to go get a drink later? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Okay, fine. I think that's enough of the quick Wow. Movie. Pervy and weird. Okay, we're going <laughs> to stop. <laughs> what else did you have, Mr. Um, let's see. I got the... Uh, well, I talked about the preview for Tron Legacy. Um, I'm not sure, actually. I'm. Oh, well, this is, for, this is for April. This is a dedication to her. Yes. Is that I have watched the full trailer for Toy Story 3. Oh. Uh-huh. And actually, it looks pretty good. I. Uh, it's Pixar. 
It's yeah, good. but see, the thing is, is it sort of calls back to before when we were talking about Up. I thought Up was a little bit of a reach for yeah. Pixar. Because uh-huh. Pixar is sort of like the gold standard of, you know, animated movies or whatever. Correct. And Up was sort of like, it was good, but it wasn't to the level where I thought it should be. <laughs> I of. mean, for me, uh, for Pixar movies, there's nothing worse than Cars. It was way too long and wicked boring. And I just never yeah. liked it. But this movie was next. It was next to last for me. In, in, in Pixar love. Up was next to last? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, only Cars is worse. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen... I really haven't seen Wally. Cars was... Cars was sort of uh, generic, I think. My brother will hate that. For some reason, he loves Cars. I don't, you know, well, you know I'm sorry, Charlie, Charlie. You know, my bad. <laughs> but cars ain't so great. Um, I think, you know what I think it was? I think they got Owen Wilson to do the, and and you just mind shooting yourself in the head? <laughs> I take it you're not a big Owen Wilson fan. No, I don't like looking at that nose. But Oh, come on. If you could be a movie star with a nose that's been broken seven times or whatever the fuck it was, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like, you know, it looks like there's a hole in the middle of it that you could, like, drive your car in. It really disturbs me. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I anyway. have issues. <laughs> so anyway, I saw the trailer for Toy Story 3. And the was... full trailer. And... It sort of seems like a natural continuation of the story where they get given away to, you know, a preschool or a whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be as genuine as the first two. Yeah. I think it might be a little contrived. Mm-hmm. And I hope it's not only because the first two actually were really good movies. Yeah. And the second one was actually on my list of... Moves, uh, sequels that were better than the first one. Yeah, I get it. I mean, there's only like, what, two or three of those, right? <laughs> Toy Story 2, Godfather 2. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's pretty rare air right there. It's true. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I was watching Rotten, the Rotten Tomatoes program on Current, and if you're not, you're behind the times. Get with it, will ya? Um, uh, but, and, so I saw a bit of the Shrek Goes Forth oh, trailer. And, uh, just to talk about animated sequels with you. Yes. And I remember, like, the first Shrek was great. And I the first it. Shrek was awesome. There and was... Even the, the second one was pretty good. Decent, for the sure. The third one was... Was Disaster. Crap. Shit! And I cannot believe they're making a fourth. Yeah, no, you know what? The third one, I realized, I was like, you know what? All these people are just doing this to get a paycheck. Exactly. I mean, would you really sit down at your computer and animate something for fucking a year just because you thought, I'm going to paycheck out of this? Aside from the fact that you thought this was a good movie to make. <laughs> really. I don't, I don't know. It's No, but the first, the first one was, was actually... Genuinely funny. Yes. And then the second one... Had its moments. Yeah, I get it. Like, it, it was it was different than the first one, but <laughs> it was, it, you know, it was funny. It was sort of more of a ironic take on it, whatever. Yeah. And the third one was a big, fat turd. 
<laughs> we like using that as a comment on this show. Yeah. But no, I mean, they even say on the, on the preview, mm-hmm. they even say, the last Shrek movie. It's like they're warning you, we won't make any more of these, I promise. <laughs> Please, come Please see just it. come see it because I swear to God we won't make any more of these. <laughs> Mike Myers just told us to stop, you know, whatever. <laughs> Mike Myers always seems to run out of steam at some point. He, 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 he like finds a niche with the Wayne's World or an Austin Powers and yep. goes until it just until it just dies falls flat on the floor right and well dies. and see the one time he tried to make a new character that he could get into was the love guru which was such crap unfortunate movie like i there were parts in it that made me laugh but it was few and far between and you know what sadly enough the few parts of that movie that made me laugh were Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> As the Quebecois player <laughs> with the enormous schlong. Right. And, you know, and the thing that's funny about it is, like, for whatever reason, Mike Myers' humor, mm-hmm. it can be, like, two degrees off and not work. Yeah. But then if it's two degrees on and it does work... It's like, I don't know how do you, how do you <laughs> differentiate, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it's Mike Myers. I don't know, but I just... <laughs> that I, movie was clearly off. It was, it, to me, uh, there hadn't been enough time. Like, I remember between, between Wayne's World and um, Austin Powers, there was like six years where he did nothing. And between this and between Austin, the last Austin Powers and, and Love Guru, I think just there hadn't been enough time. Was it really that long between it, Wayne's well, World? And Wayne's World Two came out in like ninety two, ninety one, and so Austin Powers didn't come out until ninety seven, yeah. ninety eight. Yeah, that's true. Well, but see the thing he is, just, though, is that I mean, a lot of the jo- what I'm saying is that a lot of the jokes in the Love Guru were very similar to jokes true. in Austin Powers. True. Well, and the thing was, too, is that I think that uh, Mike Myers got too caught up in the sort of Norm MacDonald style of comedy, which he's not very good at. Right. Which is, here's a joke. It's funny. <laughs> which, which Norm MacDonald can pull off. Right. But Mike Myers can't. You know? <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know if that's true. Mike Myers usually has a different spin on it. Mike Myers has a similar thing to Family Guy, where he'll play a joke so long it's that you go through that ground. roller coaster of it's yeah. funny at first, not funny in the middle, funny again because it's gone on so long. Case in point, the roller or the uh, steamroller yes. scene. Yes, in the first Austin Powers, yeah. <laughs> that shit's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay then. Um, let's see. They're all over the place. I know, right? Um, well, let's see. I don't, I um. Have you? Okay, go ahead. Have you heard the people Anyway, I watched a documentary called "Not Quite Hollywood." Okay. And it was about Ozploitation filmmaking. Yes. In the in the in the seventies to mid eighties or so. And apparently it all germinates from the fact that for the Australian tax code had a thing in it where if you made a movie, you'd get 150% of your money back into tax break. 
Wow. So, you know, if you made it for $700,000, you could claim $1.1 million as a tax break. Nice. So they would. They didn't care what was getting made. <laughs> they just wanted to make something so they'd get their tax break. Wow. So you ended up with all this colossal amount of shite. And some of it's great and some of it's not so great. I love the great shite, honestly. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, you've got classics that come out of it, like Mad Max, you know? And uh, I mean, totally. it's 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 an interesting movie. They declare Brian Trenchard Smith, who we've talked about on the podcast <laughs> right. before, uh, as kind of the king of exploitation filmmaking. What and about George Miller? George, though, made one and moved on. I guess two, if you count the Road Warrior. Yeah, but he made. Uh, didn't he move on to like animation? What? Twenty years later, Amos. Okay. Oh. In between, you've got what? The Witches of Eastwick and... Uh, Which okay. is a very iconic movie. Yes. Don't... Uh, you know what? And yes, I'm going to stroke my beard. <laughs> you're getting frustrated with me. I can tell you're stroking <laughs> your beard. <laughs> um, but anyway, so George, George became big. He did Witches. He did Lorenzo's of Oil. He did all sorts of stuff. And then he did Happy Feet. <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure that out. Apparently, uh, we're getting off topic, but apparently he has lined up Mad Max 4 yeah, without right. Mel. Yeah, well, Mel Gibson is way better than that now. Well, for a while, Mel was going to do it. They were going to shoot it in Namibia, and, um, and it was going to cost like $150 million, and Warner just said, fuck off. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? But anyway... Okay, so, so I, I, mean, I have the, no response to that. Right the documentary is pretty interesting. I, you know, a lot of these movies it makes you want to see um, because they're just so goofy. Yeah. Um, and but they have Quentin Tarantino in there, you know, talking about how much he loved exploitation movies and blah blah blah. Yeah. They sit him down with Brian Trenchard Smith. I am and so they, honestly at this point. They I'm talk so... about the crazy stuntmen, like insane stuff. Oh men. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like because they guys... were doing these with with no safety nets, they'd so just be like, "Hey, uh, yeah, crash that car over there." Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, jump off that hundred foot dive, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like that story about uh, the uh, Poseidon Adventure, mm -hmm. where they paid that guy like fifty bucks to just like fall through the ceiling, <laughs> and, and you know, and he was <clears throat> just some like immigrant or whatever, and he didn't know what he was doing or whatever. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. You know, could you get away with that now? No. No. <laughs> but, well, it, I it, guess I, I, one of the movies, can I, oh, it's The Man from Hong Kong, was some bizarre thing where they found some, you know, B-grade Hong Kong action star and brought him to Australia to make a movie. And the villain in the piece was George Lazenby. Nice. <laughs> He's like, and literally they cut to him while they're talking about the movie. He's like, I needed a paycheck. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and they, they, they said, come to Australia. And so I said, eh, okay. <laughs> Honesty is the best policy. But then somehow they convinced him because at the time that goop that you put on uh, so that you could be set on fire yeah. had just come out and everybody was playing with it apparently. So they convinced Lazenby uh, 
Brian Trenchard Smith. <laughs> I don't know on. where this story is going, but I love it. <laughs> they can, uh, they had to convince him to do it. So Brian Trenchard Smith put the goop on himself and lit himself on fire. So Lazenby's on there. He's like, "Yeah, I figured. Fuck, if he did it, I fucking had to." <laughs> so, so they set him on fire, but he can't get his coat off, so he gets burned. And he gets up and he whap. <laughs> slams into Brian Trenchard Smith. Nice. And, he, and then, I mean, it's pretty funny when you watch it, but he's like, I did not. <laughs> so he denies it? Yes. Nice. And then, but then he goes on, he's like, if I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's pretty funny. Take a look at it. It's, uh, you know, half of the, uh, maybe a quarter of the movies I had seen and loved. When I was a kid, things like Dead End Driving, BMX, yeah, BMX Bandits, Fortress. Mad Max, Fortress. It's all over the place. Well, man. you know what the funny thing to me is that it's like, um, you know, talking about Australian guys, whatever. Mm-hmm. George Miller, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine what the guy's sort of career trajectory took him in. Like, okay, so well, he started out with, it's like, he started out with Mad Max, uh-huh. Okay. And that was like this post-apocalyptic, you know, everybody's killing each other, blah, 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 blah. Right. And his latest movie now is Happy Feet. And I'm like, how did you get from there to there? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Um, but apparently, because uh, they tell kind of in brief his story, uh, Mad Max was his first picture. Uh, and he had never made a movie before. He never went to film school. He was a doctor. He was a doctor in a hospital, got the idea for this movie, and went and made it. Well, that's great. I mean, good for him. <laughs> I mean, really, honestly, good for him. I mean, he made he made a couple really good movies. I mean, he really did. More I than mean, a couple. So, but what I don't get, it's like, where do you go from, like I said, go you, from Mad Max you follow to your Feet? I think he's just a big environmentalist. I mean, Happy Feet is most certainly a big environmental picture. Well, sure. But and everybody, I think, had uh, had been one. I think, if I remember, that's one of the motion captures. So I think he had been playing with that. Well, I guess, I guess in a way, it's sort of like going from uh, Terminator to uh, Avatar. In a way. Really? Is it? I think so because like Terminator is like I think that's nowhere near as big of a stretch as Mad Max low budget indie filmmaking to 200 million dollar animated picture is a big stretch with you know Nick Nolte Susan Sarandon pictures in between well I mean in in the idea of it it's like okay fine you're gonna go from this post apocalyptic thing yeah right Uh to this sort of uh, you know uh, we're gonna resurrect the world. Uh, you know, we're gonna make the world a great place to live, kind of thing. Right. Okay. Follow me here. Not. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. Fuck <laughs> it then. This podcast has been a waste of time. Not for me, Bill. <laughs> that's why we do this, man. <laughs> All right then. Well, um, let's see. Any other trailers I've seen that I would like to speak on the podcast about? I don't know. Wow, I just Are there? like a Victorian there for a minute. <laughs> Hello, um, sir. Hello, sir. There are, there are podcasts that are great, and there are podcasts that are unworthy. And there are podcasts that we do. 
<laughs> and that's an entirely different category. <laughs> it is in neither the enjoyable or the crap category. <laughs> it is somewhere in the Somewhere middle. in betwixt. The, yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> in betwixt the two. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, let's see. I talked about Tron Legacy. Um, you know, we just need to play like that circus music under our podcast. <laughs> okay, so fine. Uh, have there are there any previews that you've seen that you would like to talk about? No, I saw the Tron one. I saw the Shrek one. That's about it. I think. You know what I noticed about the Tron one, though. To be honest with you, with, I was like, uh, I was like, well, this is okay. Here's the difference between Tron. The one that we grew up with and the Tron that's coming out now. Yeah. Is there's a lot of girls in tight Tron outfits. <laughs> in the first Tron, uh-huh. in the original Tron, there was no girls. Were there none? I think there was maybe one like very minor sort of part in it. I guess. There was a lot of homoerotic tension in that movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. In Tron. No. In Tron. But no, no but well, in, I remember but, there being some like very loving scenes when one guy is like dying in that anyway, anyway. Okay, Phil. It, there is homoerotic tension in Tron. Go find it, people. Yeah, yeah, just search <laughs> it out. Now that I've told you, you'll see it. Okay. It may not really be there, but <laughs> maybe Phil is imagining this. <laughs> who knows? But no, um, in the trailer for Tron Legacy, yes, there's like these, you know, there's this blonde girl like lounging on the couch, and she's <laughs> just like, Ooh. and then there's this other shot of this other girl, and it's not even the same girl. She's like, you know, <laughs> strutting around in her tight top and everything else, and I'm like, you know. Does it really, does Tron really need a lot of, like, chicks in it? Because, I mean, the the geek boys are going to freaking, you know, watch it either way. True, but 30 and 40 year old geek boys aren't, aren't necessarily the only audience you want. Yeah, I guess I think, that's true. Anyway, but um, how can you do a Tron movie without David Warner? It's I just know. not Tron. I know, right? I was watching that, and I was watching for David Warner, and I'm like, dude, you got this giant head. Come on, do it. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. And if anybody out there listening to this podcast is under the age of 25 and you haven't seen Tron, watch it. Because David Warner is the best. <laughs> As the villain in Tron. If you freaking girls are listening to this, he's the guy that was mean to Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. Yes. He was uh, Billy Zane's, like, manservant. (laughs) (laughs) It's a term! Not a sexual one! No, Wow, Phil, you're getting all (laughs) sexual all the time. You're the one who was like, yeesh. No, I know, but... I know what's going through your head, sir. Sir... I will have none of it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I declare this podcast over. Okay. Phil, if this podcast truly is over, you need to take us out on a high note. Well, don't we have to give our little uh, spiel here? Yes, we do. So give it. You can find us on... Yes. Okay. You can find us at canyoufbi at gmail.com. Uh, let's see. We're on uh, iTunes. 
at can you fucking believe it which is funny because if you look it up on the search it blanks it like puts little stars it's like can you f believe it yes um so yes we're on there can you fbi gmail.com uh podcast machine.com slash podcast okay anything else charlie you know what? I want to give a shout out to Charlie because he gave us a really good review last week. <laughs> he probably won't like this one as much as we do. <laughs> I don't know. So, anyway, any anything you want to uh, pit before we get out? No. I think I'll just say, can you fucking believe it? Hmm.